0: Hi, everyone. I'm Jim Cahill, and welcome to another Emerson Automation Experts podcast. A critical function of any mining operation is how a site manages the uneconomic fraction of what is taken from the ground. This byproduct of the mining process represents an engineering and increasingly an environmental challenge for operators. Today, I'm joined by Andy Coxell to discuss how mining operations can cost effectively rise to the tailing management challenge while meeting their sustainability goals. Welcome, Andy.
1: Hi, Jim. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's great to have you all the way
0: across the world joining us here. So let's begin by asking you to share your background and path to your current role with our listeners.
1: Sure. So I've been with Emerson for um, over 20 years now and uh, predominantly with our Isolation Valves business unit in its many forms uh, that it's transformed through over over the journey uh, through multiple uh, multiple owners, and ultimately, here we are at Emerson, and um, yeah, we're really in, in enjoying uh, our time under the in the Emerson family. So, I've been in product from predominantly involved uh, in the mining industry. So, my my area of expertise, uh, in Knife Gate valves specifically, um, is very much a mining market dominated product. So, and here in Western Australia, where I currently reside, obviously we're a very uh, very large mining jurisdiction. So. Emerson, knife gate valves, and mining. Um, myself, we all tend to go hand in hand. So I've had a variety of roles uh, within Emerson over the journey. Everything from our uh, uh, document control to our internal sales, uh, field sales representative, and m- more recently, um, our Asia Pacific business development manager. So obviously, in the current environment, we uh, yeah we travel very restricted. I- I've been. Almost isolated here in Western Australia for the best part of two years. Um, however, um, before um, the rolling lockdowns across the globe, uh, I was doing a lot of travel through Asia as well, developing our impact partners and and our relationships with our mining customers uh, in, in the Asia region. Obviously, the last couple of years that's made that very difficult. But um, for the the most recent past here in Australia and. Um, Fortunately, our mining industry, particularly here in Western Australia, is largely unaffected by obviously the events that are, that are happening in the in the rest of the world at the moment. So we're very fortunate, um, very fortunate. So I have looked after a, a number of different industries, our process and the water industry. However, all roads have left, led me back to mining. And um, yeah, that's that's where we are today.
0: Well, that's a great background. And let's hope as we get... Further into this year, you can get back to going all over Asia wherever it takes you. So, thanks so much for that introduction. So, today we're going to be talking about tailings management for mining operations. For anyone in our audience that may not be familiar with the tailings term, what are they?
1: So, tailings are essentially the leftover materials or the waste in a mining process. So, after we've separated the uneconomic fraction uh, of the mineral ore known as the gang. Essentially, anything that is not the material that we, uh, we are looking to extract, so for example, if we're mining gold, copper, tin, iron ore, coal, whatever that precious metal is or the commodity that we're trying to extract, the remaining material, the gang, is the waste and the tailings. So we refer to it as tailings and specifically when the tailings are when the tailings are, are removed, they need to be managed. So they're most commonly produced during the separation and recovery phases of the mining. And the tailings or the waste, the gang, it's it's managed throughout the entire process, uh, from digging it out of the ground to essentially shipping off the, um, the commodity that we're trying to separate.
0: So why is the tailings management important for a mine site?
1: So the tailings, they, they must be collected, transported or dispersed into what we would call tailings uh, storage facilities or collection ponds or, or dams, depending on the, the terminology and the, the part of the world that you're in. But the industry term is probably a tailings tailing storage facility. So this is where we um, store our tailings or our gang or our waste. Where it's it is a waste product; it, it has no economic benefit or use, so it does need to be stored for the life of the mine. So, um, in the yeah. event that the tailings can't be effectively separated from the mining process, the operation, the, the the entire mining operation, can grind to a halt. So, the management of tailings is is very important. Essentially, if if we um, have some failures on the back end or the waste or the tailings end of a mining plant it does bottleneck the rest of the plant. So if we have got a blockage or a failure or some sort of event at the back end of the plant, we really can't feed any more raw material into the front end of the plant. And as such, with poorly um, designed equipment or flow flow charts, we we tend to to see the whole operation growing to to a halt. So that's the importance of getting the tailings out efficiently from from the back end of the plant. And then, obviously, as the tailings are, are dispersed and they're pumped away from the mining plant to their storage facility, um, extreme care has to be taken in the design and the management of that tailing facility to ensure that that no unnecessary harm or, or alteration occurs to the environment and indeed personnel as well. So, I'm sure uh, anyone who's familiar with the with the mining industry will remember that there's obviously been some very several very well publicised tragedies. That have occurred due to the mismanagement of tailings operations uh, that have had really catastrophic consequences for the environment and, in, and of course human life as well so um, there's a massive focus on the management of tailings across the globe at the moment and rightly so because um, vast amounts of, of waste are being stored and they need to be stored uh, and transported effectively and safely to, to ensure that there's no harm done to the environment or to, to human life.
0: Wow, it sounds like there's the safety, environmental, and not to mention production. So you got to do it right or you can have serious impact across all of those why are valves important in tailing operations design?
1: So uh, the valves play a, a critical role in the, in particularly the transportation and the disbursement of the tailings. So essentially from uh, securing our pumping facilities with regards to isolation, uh, to controlling the flow and the even spread of the slurry across the tailing storage facility to prevent overflow and uneven disbursement um, and obviously environmental spillages and And incidents. So, essentially, a mining plant will have um, a tailings um, disposal pumping system. So, the tails will be, or the waste will be, transported via pumps from the plant to a to a a tailing storage facility. Now, in some instances, environmentally, the most, um, the safest, or the the most obvious place to store tails may not necessarily be right next door to the plant due to environmental factors for the geography uh, or the topography, for example. Or close to the plant, obviously, is where they're digging for the ore. So they don't want to be transporting the ore vast distances to the plant. So this tailings storage facility can sometimes be many, many miles or kilometres away from this tailings facility. So essentially, these all these tailings valves Um, It's an extremely tough application on valves. It is probably the most arduous um, or severe service in in mining that there is in the entire plant. So the disposal of waste is a really critical factor. Um, And when we think about the distances and the volume of waste that we have to disperse, this in turn means that our valves um, have to handle high pressure, abrasive media. um, They have to handle high velocity. So essentially the waste... um, is very, very, very fine, fine particles. So very fine mud, essentially. Uh, and this is very abrasive. So when we add pressure, uh, when we add density, when we add velocity, we, we tend to see um, a very, very arduous environment for a valve to operate in. It really is one of the toughest um, the toughest applications a valve can be exposed to. So because we, are, we do need to direct the tailings or the waste in certain directions um, around the pond to disperse it evenly. So essentially we want to fill our dam up evenly so that we um, we, we don't have all the tails just being pumped into one end of the dam and it builds up. And obviously we've got uneven dispersion. So the, te- the dam needs to be filled evenly. So essentially we have a ring main that goes around the top of the dam. And on depending on the size of the dam, we could have hundreds of valves around the top of that dam that will open and close uh, to evenly disperse um, and evenly fill the dam up, depending um, on the state and the density and the composition of the tailings, so it is a process that uh, that is quite technical and does take some serious management. So, valves are very very important because if you we often do see poorly specified valves failing early and failing often due to all of the factors that I've just mentioned. So. When a valve fails, particularly uh, if it does shut down the pumping station, for example, that places a heavy cost and a heavy burden on mine operators, which endangers the sustainability credentials of, of the entire operation. So valves, although a small spend um, in the scheme of a mining, the build of a mining processing plant, they are very important.
0: Yeah, it seems like abrasive materials, pressure, density, the fact that you need to make sure it's shut off in there, that it sounds like the valves are really a critical piece of that. So why do we see poorly specified valves in such a critical application?
1: Sure. So... As I mentioned earlier um, or, or just be, just before, the, so valves are a very small spend in, um, in relation to uh, the overall capex or the cost to, to, to build a mining plant and they do get overlooked. So there, there, is, there can be, um, depending who's designing and building and procuring the equipment for the plant, this perception that because the valves are um, are relatively inexpensive in comparison to, for example, um, our big pumps and, and pipe that their specification and the selection of the valves are not quite as, as important and they do get overlooked and sometimes just get thrown into the basket of, you know, all valves are the same and, you know, any valve can, can do the job that I need it to do. So it's only natural that mine owners um, and their EPC counterparts, you know, are looking to get startup in the shortest time possible. Um, and obviously with the lowest total installed cost. So if we can save some cost on some valves, you know, that, that eases cost pressure not only on the, on the valve spend, but elsewhere where they might be overrun. And particularly valves that are highly engineered for long service life, so for specifically for tailings management, these typically come at a prohibitive upfront cost. So in this environment where, where we're looking to reduce costs, obviously lead time, this is where um, the, the valve spend does get compromised. So essentially um, restricted capital budgets um, are often forcing the selection of lower quality process equipment that will unfortunately and invariably fail more rapidly. So it's uh, as a business development manager myself, this is my role to educate our customers and our, our EPCs and our, um, our colleagues in the industry that the particularly in the, the tailings management part of the plan. Um, the, the, valves, the valve specification certainly justifies a little bit more thought and and perhaps um, maybe a slightly more higher a slightly higher budget allowance to to allow for um, probably engineered valve to be installed in the, these critical applications.
0: Yeah, so what do these I'll just say less than ideal valves mean for owners as the mine moves into the operational phase?
1: Sure. So when we say, when we have valves and we have broad statements, uh, one one size fits all or or one design is is appropriate for the entire plant. And we do often see one type of valve installed all the way from the front end of the plant, all the way through to the tailings management system. And this is where we start to see real problems. So where we have a a design that's not fit the purpose, some of the, the more critical failures that we see is the inconsistent isolation. So we have a valve that we need to isolate this particular pump so we can transfer and and start up our standby pump. So if we have an inconsistent isolation where the valve is not closing correctly, we'll have issues with isolating um, the duty pump safely. Um, And also, if we need to perform downstream maintenance, so if we need to isolate a valve to work on a pump that may need some maintenance, if the valve is not closing 100% and providing us a leak-tight shutoff downstream of that valve is obviously not safe for personnel to perform maintenance on any equipment that's downstream of the valve. So what we're saying is that it extends outages. It poses a safety risk to service personnel who need to perform maintenance works downstream of the valve. And it really does cause big headaches for for our customers and for our end users. And obviously the frequent downtime. So both planned and unplanned um, downtime, this impacts throughput, what we're putting through the plant, obviously. And what we're extracting, so the commodity that we're extracting, um, anytime that the the plant is down, the, the company's not making any money. So we really, as a valve manufacturer, we really don't like to see valves causing downtime on plants. It really is a lot of the time unnecessary because it's all down to the selection of the valve. So if we can specify a valve that will particularly um, last for the anticipated runtime in between shutdowns with our customers, um, we can really take that for health headache away. And, of course, uh, increased total cost of ownership. So if we're regularly replacing valves, if we're regularly repairing them, so we require to hold spare parts, spare valves, if we need to send operators out to the field to attend to a valve to try and get it to, to operate, to open or close, this is increasing... Um, directly or indirectly, the total cost of ownership of that asset or of that valve. So, um, a lot of the time, we we don't see our end users end users considering a valve an asset um, until it starts causing them problems, and uh, you know, the, and the consideration needs to be made as to, to what do we need to do to this valve, or what, what valve do we need to put in this application to stop this unplanned downtime and causing me all sorts of headaches.
0: Well, yeah, it sounds like. There's a lot of operational and economic problems there. So it seems like there's a real opportunity for an innovative solution.
1: Yeah, it is. It is, And, and it's one that Emerson, you know, I believe, is uniquely positioned to solve. So through our Clarkson brand, we've been working you know, together with our, our clients, our mine operators, for, for over 50 years. And, uh, and through that journey, we've obviously continuously improved our slurry valve technology, concentrating primarily on their toughest applications so we pride ourselves on solving tough applications for our customers and providing them products that will endure and uh, and provide largely trouble-free operation for these severe services so we've really developed a, an intimate understanding um, of the the materials the design the components and the features of slurry valve that that really matter to to deliver the performance that uh, that our end users, our clients, these mine operators, really need. So, and all that we've learned over the last fifty years, uh, we've engineered these features, these ideas into our latest valve, and that's uh, the Clarkson KS one. Uh, and we've incorporated them in in an innovative way. Sorry, in innovative way that makes the the valve attractive to particularly to, to EPCS in the in the design phase um, of these particularly greenfields greenfield plants.
0: So in in these type of slurry valves, and particularly with the Clarkson KS1, what are some of the performance-improving features that you mentioned?
1: Sure. So the KS1 is a product that we're, we've been anticipating for quite a while here at at Emerson and Clarkson, um, and we're very excited about it now that it is released. So the KS1, um, the primary benefit and feature of the Clarkson KS1 is its heavy-duty precision-moulded elastomus seat. It's one of the true differentiating features uh, that benefit, benefits operators and it's our, it's our differentiator from other severe service valves um, that are in the market. So, so there's many valves in the market that play in this severe service space However, the majority of those designs all use a thin O-ring seal to to provide the sealing interface between the gate uh, and obviously the seating surface. So, these thin O-rings are really prone to wear and displacement during the open and closed cycling. So, the KS-1 has the largest largest cross-section of um, seating real estate in the market for these severe service application. So this gives us confidence that the KS-1 will provide a 100% zero leakage shut off or isolation many times more than what uh, what our competitors can in the market. Also, we've got our, um, our patented um, gate edge seal. So the, the gate edge seal secures or provides us a full seal of the valve and prevents any leakage through the top of the valve. So obviously our Um, Our Clarkson KS-1 is an enclosed body valve. It's not a more traditional push-through valve where the valve discharges on every cycle. The severe service valve contains all of the media inside the valve body. So obviously we have a gate moving um, up and down through the flow, for those that are familiar with knife gate valves. And to prevent any uh, leakage to atmosphere through the moving part, so through the gate, uh, we have a, a gate edge seal. The compression of this seal could be adjusted externally while the valve is online for convenience and for maintenance purposes. So a couple of very key features that the KS-1 brings to the table uh, and the combination of these really um, does make it one of the best valves in its class. So we also have a full round port. Okay, so a full round port is very important. We spoke earlier today, Jim, about the turbulence. So And the abrasion and the high velocities that these valves see. So if we have an uneven diameter in our pipeline, what we're creating is turbulence. Turbulence creates wear not only on the valve, but downstream of the valve. This turbulent flow destroys components. So we have a full round port in the KS-1. We don't have any straight sides. This is very important because we are minimizing that turbulence across the valve. This extends not only the life of the valve itself, but more importantly, any assets that are downstream of the valve. So um, pumps, pipes, spools, bends, particularly um, lined pipe, um, can be very expensive, and we don't want our valves contributing to the wear and tear of that, to of that infrastructure. Um, and finally, um, uh, the the last key key feature of the ks1 are the replaceable and rotatable inlet and outlet wearings so these provide additional protection for the internals of the valve uh, against the abrasive media that is obviously passing through them so simple adjustments to these wearings can extend the life of the valve at no extra cost to the customer so there's four or five really um, important features to this valve that differentiate it from others in the market and yeah, we're really excited to, to to launch this. And we've obviously taken our initial orders over the last few months for the valves. And so far, so good, it has met our expectations.
0: Well, that sounds like a number of really nice innovations in there available for mine operators to s- solve such a persistent issue with the wear that these other valves experience.
1: It is, it is, and the, it really is. So the, the, the Clarkson KS1, it achieves zero leakage shutoff time and time again. And this extends that process uptime that we're talking about, particularly in these very heavy slurry applications that we see you know, in the in the tailings management systems. So um, again, this is where we see rapid and repeat valve failures. Every site almost we go to, we have uh, we've seen they've had issues over over the journey with valve failures in these arduous applications. So Um, The cost savings are there for the operators too. So with greater reliability uh, and maintenance intervals, our customers, our end users are are able to extend uh, and to save on labour and parts for these valves because they are not requiring ongoing maintenance as much as the more traditional valves that they have been using. So also when we, we do need to service the Clarkson KS1, for example, these maintenance events themselves that are planned for maintenance on these valves are shorter and can be completed in the field. So there, there are numerous benefits um, to a higher engineered valve than what we've seen in the past.
0: Yeah, we've spent, you know, the bulk of this podcast talking about the tailings application, but is the Clark KS1 valve available or or a good fit for other type of applications?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, Tailings is obviously our target market for tailings. However, it's not, it is, is not isolated to that particular part, particularly in the mining process. So, essentially, anywhere in the mining process where we have high pressure, high density, high cycling, high velocity, any, or any combination of or high particle size, even anytime we have a combination of any one of these factors is where the, the KS1 can be used uh, reliably where maybe in the past we've used a cheaper commodity-style valve. So anywhere where our customers don't want a valve to discharge, so particularly with our gold and copper miners, for example, where they're using um, you know some pretty serious acids to to extract the, the precious metal from the ore and they don't want a valve that um, discharges product to atmosphere every time it opens and closes. The KS-1 is non-discharging, so... Um, even though we may not have high pressures and high velocities in some of those applications, just the pure fact that it does not discharge and can provide a reliable isolation lends itself to those applications um, just on those mere facts that it doesn't discharge and it is available in a, in a variety of materials that can withstand um, those assets. So outside of mining, um, the KS1 will thrive in other businesses such as uh, particularly oil sands um, in in Canada, the power industry um, and pulp and paper. Um, Pulp and paper is notoriously is is a notoriously difficult industry or has a notoriously difficult process for knife gate valves to to reliably isolate. So particularly our our friends in North America and our colleagues over there are having success with the KS1 in pulp and paper. So Yes, it was designed for mining, but because it is such a robust valve and it's been designed for these really arduous services, it can be transferred across other industries.
0: Well, that makes sense. Things like oil sands and pulp and paper and in there where corrosive and erosive type of flow going through there. It does sound like that would be a, Mm -hmm. a great fit. So let's wind things down. Where can our listeners go to learn more about Emerson's tailing solutions and the Clarkson KS1?
1: Sure, sure. So, so our listeners can visit visit obviously emerson.com to explore not only the KS1, but many other of our mining industry solutions. So the easiest way is to just to go over to emerson.com uh, and uh, navigate through to, to the Isolation Valves business unit and to the to the KS1 particularly, or an even simpler way is just to t- simply type into Google or your search engine, Clarkson KS1. Um, and it's the top, uh, the top result there. And that has a wealth of resources. So we have general arrangement drawings, 3D models, um, installation operation manuals and the technical data sheets, along with a lot of other information on this valve. So we have a comprehensive library there of, of information pertaining to the Clarkson KS1. And stay tuned with this ks1 is a is a um i failed to mention this earlier but it's the class 150 pressure rated uh knife gate valve very soon we're launching our class 300 pressure valve which gives us all the benefits of the ks1 in uh, that we've discussed however it will be rated to uh, asmi class 300 so um, not only will we have a full ks1 class 150 severe service knife gate valve Uh, We will have uh, the Clarkson KS3 ASME class 300 knife gate valve, which again, we're very, very excited for. So stay tuned for that release uh, in the coming months.
0: Well, that's exciting to know that that's coming on there and and even extending the, the range of applications that it'll fit into. Well, Andy, I've I've sure learned a lot I know more about tailings than when we started this podcast so thank you so much for sharing your expertise in mine tailing challenges and the importance of getting the valves in there for safe reliable efficient operations there so thank you so much for sharing that with our listeners today
1: well thanks Jim uh, it's yeah it's really been a pleasure so um Yeah, look forward to talking to you again soon, um, yeah, on our new and upcoming innovations. So, yeah, it's been fun. Thank you very much.